Well, more than 115 million people will be watching America's showpiece game this Monday. We are talking, of course, about Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers, a repeat of Super Bowl 54 that will take place at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. SEN's man on the ground is someone who has taken to the hallowed turf in a Super Bowl before, Ben Graham. He joins us now. Ben, thank you so much for your time, uh, especially when, by all rights, you should be living it up in Vegas at the moment. How is uh, how is Sin City just now? Oh well, Kimberly. Yes, uh, it has been. I've been here for two days, and we've packed a lot in. Uh, went to the U two concert at the Sphere last night. Uh, the ice hockey on Tuesday night. Uh, got a lot of things planned in the next couple of days, but it's all about the game and the Super Bowl. But the place to be during the week, during the day, is Radio Row, and that is the world's media. They've got booths. They've got set up there where all the players and celebrities come rolling through or we get to chat to them about their life and journey and, and what brings them to Vegas. Obviously, a lot of them are here for the Super Bowl, but met The Rock today, Dwayne Johnson <laughs> here for uh, some uh, wrestling announcements and we got to catch up with Tim Zhu, who's got a fight here in Vegas on March 30. So it's so much more than just the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you what, Kimberly. Vegas is a little different to what I remembered it about 15 years ago, <laughs> but for the better, for the better, but it's a great city to host the Super Bowl because everything is so close. Everything is downtown, on or just off the strip. Everything is in walking distance, but you could just tell today that the people are starting to arrive. You can see the 49ers fans, the Chiefs fans on the ground. You know that there is so much going to happen over Friday and Saturday as we lead into Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yes. Uh, there are many things I would love to ask you about off the back of that answer. Ben, I'm going to stick to a couple. One, you two at the Sphere, worth it? Is it as good as it looks from afar? Oh, absolutely. They're one of my all-time favourite bands. Got to see them for the first time. And that, that Sphere is an experience in itself. Sometimes you forget you're at a concert. But then it blends in so beautifully well. It is an amazing atmosphere. It's a 5D experience. It's, a, it's hard to explain, and the videos and photos don't really do it justice, but absolutely worth every single cent. I hope the city of Las Vegas have you on their payroll uh, because you are selling it very, very well at the moment. My second question was going to be, The Rock, you have to tell me what he's like. Yeah, well, you know what? The first thing that struck out, he's not as big as I thought he was. We were with Jordan Malata having a chat to him when The Rock wandered by with his entourage of about 30 people, and uh, we got him to have a chat with Jordan. And But lovely guy, really interested in rugby. Jordan was talking to him about the NRL going to Vegas to kick off the season, and so it was a, it's one of those moments that you you just wish you had longer with those kind of people, but their schedule's so busy. But he definitely was a draw card today, but that's not selling short. The Kurt Warner and Josh Allen and Michael Pittman and Puka Nakua and all, all, anyone that's anyone in the NFL, except for those, of course, playing in the game. They're staying about 30 minutes each in Henderson, trying to stay away from the strip and all the distractions that Super Bowl week has, but no, it's, uh, he was a he was a lovely guy. 
I can only imagine uh, the effort that has been put in by the respective Super Bowl teams to make sure that their players, uh, like you say, stay away from the distractions that Vegas has to offer because there'll be a lot of temptations for them there. I mean, you, you've played in a uh, Super Bowl before. What, like, what is it like, these immediate days leading up to the big game? Yes, well, having experienced it, so you put all the work in for the game plan the week that you're at home, sleeping in your own bed, preparing your own practice facility, and then they travel in on the Monday and opening night at Allegiant Stadium, by all reports, was electric. There's 24,000 paid people going to just watch the announcement of welcoming them to Vegas. So we know that the packed stadium on Sunday is going to be out of this world. But there is a, uh, a few distractions for the teams. I mean, their families are going to be here. The tickets are always an issue because you get a, a lot of number of tickets that everyone that, you know, that knows you at any point in your <laughs> life wants to go to the game. So that can be a bit of a distraction. But I believe the NFL has put in a non-gambling policy to take away the distraction of coming down to the strip and potentially having a big night on the tables. But... Um, they'll try and keep it as normal as normal can be in Vegas because these opportunities don't come around very often at all. We know that the Chiefs have been there a lot for Super Bowl in five years, so they've sort of been there and done that. The 49ers, um, they've been a successful team, but they haven't played in the Super Bowl in near 30 years. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they do prepare and try and limit those distractions, but have I haven't seen any Chiefs or 49ers in my travels yet. On the, I don't think I will. So Travis Kelsey wasn't part of the Rocks entourage then. Good to know. Uh, but for you as well, like, and for these players, I just I was trying to think about what it would be like in, to be in this position earlier, and I, I just wouldn't be able to sleep. Like, did you sleep in the days leading into it? How did you mentally stay level? Well, and that was the challenge. It, it really was because. Every waking moment, you're thinking about, are you prepared? How's the game going to play out? Am I going to help our team win or contribute to a poor performance and cost us the opportunity to win a Super Bowl? So all those things go through your head. But really, you're prepared throughout your career, throughout the season. They've played in big playoff games. A lot of these players have played in the Super Bowl before. And, you know, they, they need to embrace it. You can't be afraid of it. And, you know, they're... From a punter perspective, I mean, you really don't know when your number's going to be called because as a punter, you don't want to punt because if you do, you know your team is kicking it back to the opposition. If you don't have to punt, it means your offense is rolling and scoring. And so if you have to punt a lot, it means you're probably losing and you, uh, you know, you, there's more opportunities to, to have an impact, both positive and negative. But Look, it's uh, the stadium itself with 60,000 people doesn't sound a lot, but when you mentioned it, there are hundreds of millions of people around the world watching it. So when those thoughts pop in your head, it can be a little daunting, especially as it kicks off on Sunday. But they're all very well prepared, and I think hopefully we'll see an error-free game and the referees won't have an influence and we'll see the stars go to work. That is what we wish for any major sporting event, Ben. Uh, let's talk about these two teams. The Chiefs, you know, you mentioned they've 
been here before plenty of times recently, but this year's run to the Super Bowl has been pretty remarkable. Beating the Ravens, Bills, Dolphins, underdogs throughout. Do you think at this point, is, is there any sense that it's, it's just written in the stars for them to win this one? Well, it's amazing, and it's not often that we say the Chiefs are the underdogs, but they have been right throughout. They've been not the same Chiefs as we've seen in years gone by, especially offensively, led the league in drop catches, a lot of untimely penalties. But you know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, when they get to the playoffs, they go to another level, and they did. They they upset the Miami Dolphins. I mean, this is the first time the Chiefs have been on the road throughout the playoffs. It's always gone through Arrowhead, so that's another challenge that they've had to face. But they've broken all sorts of records doing it. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, most receptions in the playoffs. Like They have seriously gone to another and deserve their, their shot at another Super Bowl. The 49ers are more of a balanced team. They've got stars everywhere. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and their defense is fantastic. And they're all led by a second-year quarterback in Brock mm. Purdy, who there's been some criticism leveled his way because people are calling him a game manager, and that's all he is. But we've seen in the playoffs that he's had a real influence on getting the 49ers across the line because their two results against the Packers and the Lions were only a field goal in it. So it's a it's going to be... Uh, a really interesting matchup when it comes to that. It is a rematch of Super Bowl 54. We know at the time that 49ers wanted to exact revenge on the Chiefs at some point in time. So it was, it was a bit of a revenge game, I think, now for the 49ers. But the sentiment here, Kimberly, is that the Chiefs are they're playing the villain. Mm-hmm. I think the, the NFL fan base, they want to see someone else. The 49ers haven't won the Super Bowl for a long, long time. I think the Taylor Swift effect might have a uh, a negative influence potentially from from NFL fans out there, but she will be at the game. So it'll be interesting to see if that becomes a distraction for anyone. But um, it's certainly the storylines are just brilliant. They always are leading to a, a Super Bowl, and they uh, we've got two great teams, and looking forward to the action. I bet. Uh, we we had done so well without mentioning Taylor Swift so far, Ben, but I'm going to come back to her later because I actually want to touch on, first of all, uh, let, let's look at Honan on the quarterbacks here. A Kansas win, a hypothetical Kansas win, for you, where would that put Mahomes in the Pantheon? Well, he is already uh, first ballot Hall of Famer and his statistics, win-loss, MVP, Super Bowl, playoff appearances, for a quarterback that hasn't hit 30 yet, a far and away sees Tom Brady at the same age. So he's already in another stratosphere. Now, Tom Brady played another 17 years, so it remains <laughs> to be seen. Patrick Mahomes will get there. But uh, it's one of those ones where his legacy won't be tarnished if they don't win this. I mean, they've been to six straight AFC Championship games, four Super Bowls in five years. When you're talking about one of the toughest sporting competitions in the world to get to the top and remain at the top, is a remarkable, and we should be celebrating his greatness and Andy Reid's and the Chiefs. And the other thing I'll say about the Chiefs is, as much as we want to make it about Patrick Mahomes, mm. this is the best defense the Chiefs have had with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, which helps the offense immensely with time of possession, field position and the ability to be able to slow down the opposition because normally when we think Chiefs games they're all high scoring Patrick Mahomes dominates the fourth quarter and 
they win. Well, it, it's more of a defensive kind of game plan, lower scores. But if you compare the two quarterbacks and which quarterback you want the ball in their hand in the fourth quarter, it's definitely going to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I, I think you've probably answered the next question there for me, but let's flip over to the 49ers. And you mentioned Brock Purdy earlier, the criticism around him being a, a game manager, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, of course, the the nickname in years gone by. I I do find there's a bit of a sense of I'll show you about him, which I quite like, but, but can he stack up on this stage at this level against Mahomes? Well, it's an unfair comparison because all quarterbacks are game managers. They have to manage the game. But what we see time and time again from the superstars is that they are game changers, that they win the game. But we haven't really seen that from Brock Hurdy. So everyone expects him to just manage an offense full of stars. But we did see the last couple of weeks, particularly in the last quarter against the Packers and the second half against the Lions, that he was a difference maker. He did have the ability when required to either run for a first down or find a critical pass to keep the chains moving to, to end up scoring and, and sealing the deal. So it's they are completely different kind of quarterbacks. You've got a superstar like Patrick Mahomes and Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, is the lowest drafted quarterback to ever appear in a Super Bowl. There's only been one other, and that's the quarterback in my Super Bowl, Kurt Warner, who went undrafted. But it, it's, a, it's a great story. It's in his second year. He, he was drafted as the third-string quarterback. And that they're, they're a great team, the 49ers. They made the NFC Championship last year. The only real difference in that roster is Brock Purdy at quarterback. So, as a like, I'm not a 49ers fan, but if I was, all I'd want from Brock Purdy is to manage the game, contribute, to continue to move the ball down the field, execute, minimise the errors, but don't be the reason why the 49ers lose. <laughs> he will be uh, having, I imagine, the sleepless nights leading into it, thinking the same thing. Uh, you touched on Queen Taylor Swift earlier as well. So let's talk some Travis Kelsey. As you mentioned, has had quite the playoffs run. Uh, most receptions in a playoffs, he looks like he's having the absolute time of his life out there. When you're around, how have you seen fans now responding to Travis Kelsey? Like, have you noticed a, a noticeable uptick in his in his popularity and the traction that he gets? Well, uh, absolutely. Um, the, his, his jerseys flew off the shelf when the Swifties started buying it. Their podcast went to number one, him and uh, his brother Jason. Like the, the the number of fans and Roger Goodell, the CEO, has got a big smile on his face because he knows that the audience for the NFL has essentially doubled. The influx of cash into the NFL is up. The Taylor Swift effect is about half a billion dollars. Like it is, but, but what's to credit to Travis Kelsey? It hasn't changed him at all. Like there were times during the season when you know he'd play well. He's, she was in the stadium and didn't play well if she wasn't. And But we said before, when the playoffs hit, Travis Kelsey is an unbelievable football player in his position at tight end. To beat Jerry Rice's record in the playoffs, I mean, it goes to show the number of playoffs that he's played in, but his performance has been unbelievable. 
But this is not all about Travis Kelsey on field because they will try and double him. They'll make it hard for him. They'll block him at the line of scrimmage, which will open up some of the other options for Patrick Mahomes, who's not shy of going back to those receivers that have dropped passes in the past. So he will spread it around, but there's no doubt. I mean, Travis Kelsey, and I was lucky enough to meet him last year. Uh, not Sorry, not last year. Two, two years ago at Super Bowl week in LA. And... He's just a dude. He's, he's, you know, he's actually, if you line him up me against him, we're both six foot five and we're both 250 pounds and we both can run. No, we can't. He can run faster than I. <laughs> but um, I'm happily married and he's got a beautiful girlfriend. And, uh, you know, there's been a rumor going around that maybe that uh, she might get a ring on Sunday Ooh. night with a Super Bowl ring or an engagement ring. Who knows, Kimberly? But uh, now you have to embrace the Taylor Swift effect um, because I think it's only good for the game. Oh, I am completely with you there. And I wonder as well how many of these fans going and purchasing these tickets, which I think are averaging about 16000 New Zealand dollars, uh, how many are going with a mind of potentially getting to see Taylor Swift as much as the Super Bowl is appeal as well. Uh, on just on that note as well, then sixteen k for a Super Bowl ticket. Worth it? Well, and, and you know, maybe that is the Taylor Swift effect too. The demand for tickets may have gone up with people now the Chiefs have made it that want to be in the stadium with Taylor to watch Patrick and Travis do their thing. I think there is a Vegas effect here too because I know when they roll out the Super Bowl cities for years to come, people identify Super Bowls and where they want to go regardless of who's playing. And then the 49ers fans travel really well and they haven't seen a Super Bowl for many years and they've been so successful through the 80s and 90s. So there's a lot of factors that are pushing ticket prices up. I think there's a bit of a stock market for tickets at the moment. They started off at the week you know, really quite high. Um, yesterday, they dropped a little bit. So uh, for anyone that was in Vegas that bought their accommodation and were hoping to get a ticket, uh, I think that they snapped them up yesterday, yeah. but they've gone up again today. But I do believe there's a suite still available, Kimberly. So if you can get on a flight, oh, it's $2.5 million US for 20 people to watch the Super Bowl if you can afford it. Well, Ben, I assume you'll be sending me your private jet. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, if you can't get here to Kimberley, well, of course, um, we are calling the game on SEN. Um, but it's always a fantastic privilege to be able to do that. But if for a stadium that only fits 60,000 people, I know I actually know that every single sports bar in Las Vegas is sold out <laughs> to watch the Super Bowl. So, There'll be 60,000 people in the stadium and about a million people on the street. Yeah. Oh, it's it's what dreams are made of, uh, as much from a playing perspective as a broadcasting perspective, I think, for you, Ben. Cannot wait to listen in to that call. That is former NFL player Ben Graham with us there. Hey, enjoy Usher at halftime as well. Uh, our producer, Jacob, is a little bit uh, needs a little bit of education in some of the earlier era Usher songs, but fingers crossed he pulls out a few bangers. Uh, Jacob can be educated, and I'll just get a bop on in the living room with my saucy rolls. <laughs> it sounds good. Although halftime entertainment is half the reason why people tune in to the Super Bowl. Like it, it is an event in itself, really. I'm sure he'll put on a great show. 
I have no doubt. Look, sounds like you are having the time of your life, Ben. Uh, Hope that continues for the next couple of days. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your time in Vegas. And thank you so much once more for joining us. No worries, Kimberly. That was Ben Graham there. And that was our Macca's feature interview. Thanks to McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door.